Happy Friday, everybody. It's Ned Belvance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for September 25th, 2020. Today's topic, we are talking about vault certification, and specifically, we're talking about using the vault UI. Now, I know we covered the CLI extensively in the past three episodes of this series, and now we're going to talk about the UI, and you're like, man, is this going to be another three episodes? It's not. It's going to be one episode. Let's be honest here. It's a UI You've been using UIs all your life. They're really, you just need to know the few tasks that you should probably like memorize just so you know where they are in the UI. And that's about it. So I'm going to cover that pretty quickly. This is going to be a one and done, and then we can move on to objective eight. So with that in mind, before we get into it, a couple housekeeping things. Number one, I am in the midst of writing the vault certification guide. That's very similar to the Terraform certification guide that I've already written. This one, I am on objective two out of 10. So I'm working my way through it. That is going to be published later today. Objective one and two done and the skeleton for the rest, I'm going to publish it through LeanPub. And if you know anything about LeanPub, you know that you can keep publishing new iterations of it and anybody who's purchased it will get the new version of it. So you can kind of watch me as I finish this thing in real time. So if that's of interest to you, the link will be down in the description and it will be live later on today. The other thing I want to say is I got a great viewer question about Vault after someone watched my TTL video. And I just want to say thank you to the person out there. I'm not going to use names because they didn't say if they wanted their name, but they asked me about the TTL and Max TTL and creating periodic tokens. And I responded back pretty quickly explaining how periodic tokens work and how max TTL factors into it. So it was an interesting question. If you have questions about Vault, don't hesitate to reach out to me and ask because I am more than happy to answer some questions. I'm not going to design your solution for you. I'm not doing free consulting. But if you have a basic question, just ask. I'm more than happy to field those questions. Anyway, before we dive into today's topic, I want to check in with you. How you doing? What's going on? Happy Friday. You made it. I made it. It was a wild week. Oh, some tensions ran high, but we kind of cruised into the weekend and now I can relax a little bit. Hopefully you can to recharge those batteries and get ready. Maybe you have a three day weekend. I do sort of. I'll be working on Monday, but the kids have off from school because of the holiday. It's going to be nice. And then it's kind of a short week for everyone. So thumbs up for that. I hope you have a similar experience and you'll get a chance to relax because that's nice. So let's get into spinning up this vault UI here. All right, so we we'll go down to sharing my screen out. I'm going to start out in Visual Studio Code, and literally the only thing I'm going to do, going to do here, is do vault server dash dev. That'll spin up a dev instance of the vault server. If we scroll up, let's go ahead and copy the root token. We're going to need that to log in the very first time, and we can do a control click on the address to open that up in a browser. And for whatever reason, it yep, there we go. All right, so here it is in the browser. This is the beginning of the Vault UI. This is the first thing you're going to see because you have to obviously authenticate into Vault to get Vault working. Now, the only method we have available to ourselves right now is token because this is a brand new instance of Vault. We haven't enabled any other authentication methods. So that kind of makes sense. If we hit the drop down here, it'll show all the other authentication methods we could potentially use. But let's not worry about that because we're just going to paste in the root token and sign in. So now we're signed in as root. Now let's go over the objectives here. The first objective, and actually, let me just bump this up. 
Okay, so you can see everything that's on the screen. The first objective is authenticate to vault. Hey, we just did that. We authenticated with the root token. If you were using a different authentication method, you would have changed the dropdown to whichever method you wanted to use and then fill out the necessary information for that authentication method. So boom, one sub objective done already. Second one is configure authentication methods. Now, where would I go to do that? The navigation is all in the top left. You've got secrets, which is the default page it takes you to, access, policies, and tools. Most of the objectives are about these three tabs. Access is what governs authentication methods, which makes sense. How do you access Vault? Through authentication. And here we go. Here's authentication methods after I clicked on access. If you want to add an authentication method, which is one of the objectives, click on enable new method. I know I'm blowing minds here. This is kooky and crazy, but that's really all there is to it. And then you have to select the authentication method you want to enable. Let's say we want to do username and password. Click that one, click next. You can alter the path that it mounts this authentication method on, or you can go with the default, which is user pass. And you can also configure some options for this method. Right now, we're not going to configure any of those, but if you do want to configure options, here they are, and then we can click on Enable Method. Now that method is enabled, we can click on View Method to see properties of that method. And because it's user pass, we've got Users and Configuration. So I can click over to Configuration and see how this thing's configured. I can click back to Users, and I could create a user. Let's say I want to create myself. So we'll do that, and we'll say, Tacos are the best because they are. I had tacos yesterday, they were amazing. And I'll go ahead and click on save. Now that user has been added to user pass and I can click on the user to see more information about that particular user, whether they've logged on, whether they have tokens, etc. Okay, so that is the second objective, configure authentication methods. Man, we are motoring through this. Third sub-objective is to configure Vault policies. Where do you think that's going to be? Hmm, probably under the heading that says policies. <laughs> I know, I'm blowing minds here. Click on policies. This is where you manage all of the ACL policies. If you want to view one, like default, you simply click on it, and it shows you a view of that policy in HashiCorp configuration language, or HCL. You can download that policy and edit it and upload it, or you could edit it in line in the browser and then save it. Now, we're not going to do that right now. Not worried about that. Let's go ahead and create a new ACL policy by clicking on Create ACL Policy. This is so easy, right? Let's call this one KV Access. And oh, good. It's stored that in the browser for me. And if I want to, I can just paste the policy in. So let's go back to Visual Studio Code, and I'll open up this KV Access policy, copy it, go back to the browser, and paste it in here. Now I've got the policy, and I can click on Create Policy, and I have the policy defined. That's easy. What if you had a file that you wanted to just upload? You did all the work on your computer, you just want to upload it. That simple. Toggle this Upload File, click on Choose a File, and we can select this policy here. That's it. Click on Create Policy, and now we've got two policies that we've added. Boom, another objective done. That's configuring Vault policies. The next 
Next one is Access Vault Secrets. And just try to guess where that's gonna be in the UI. You guessed it, it's gonna be over in Secrets. All right, so we click on Secrets. It shows you all the currently enabled Secrets engines and the default dev server has two in installed, one's Cubbyhole, which is always there and you can't remove it. And the other one is Secret, which you could technically remove by hitting the drop down, hitting this little breadcrumb and clicking on Disable. Disable is basically delete. If we wanted to enable a new engine, well, that's actually the next objective. So let's access secrets. All we have to do is click on the secrets. Right now we don't have any, so let's create one. And we'll just call the path on this toppings. And we'll say cheese is equal to Jack. And we'll add another value in here. And this one will be meat equals beef. So we'll have some beef tacos. Click on save. And now on the path secret slash toppings, there are two values stored there, cheese and meat. And you can view those simply by clicking on the I button to view the value, or you can click on this clipboard thing to copy the secret. That's it. That's how you access secret vault secrets. All right, last objective. Wow, we're flying through this. This is awesome. How much time have we spent? We're only up to 10 minutes. This is great. We're about to finish. All right, the last thing is to enable a secrets engine through the UI. How do you do that? Go back to secrets engines, click on, wait for it, enable new engine, boom, and you just select the engine you want to enable. Now, obviously you might have to do some homework for this engine that you're enabling, depending on what it is. If you're enabling say AWS or Azure, you're going to need credentials to talk to one of those engines. Same thing with one of these infrastructure providers. If you're doing something that's just like key value, that doesn't require any external configuration. That all lives in vault. So let's enable that one. I'll click on next, select the path. We'll call it KV2. The version of the key value secrets engine we want, we'll stick with two on this case. And then method options, just like we saw with authentication options, there's a bunch of options in here that would also be exposed through the slash config path for this authentication method. We won't change anything here, we'll just enable the engine. And now we have another secrets engine enabled. So we've done it. We've covered all of objective seven in one video because honestly, it's a UI. You've used UIs, you know how to use them. Just mess around in this one so you kind of know where things are. Other cool things to check out is if you click on tools, you can do stuff like wrap data. You can do create random stuff and do hashes. That's not gonna be in the exam, but it's kind of fun to know it's there. And then it also has this built-in shell or vault browser CLI, which allows you to run some common CLI commands, but by no means all of them. It's not as powerful as just going directly in the CLI, but it's fun to know it's there. You can get the status of your vault server by clicking on status and you can log out by clicking on the little person and clicking sign out and now we're signed out. So that's everything. We covered the whole uh, covered the whole enchilada in one video, which is awesome. Uh, next week, we can move on to objective number eight, which I don't remember what it is, but I think it's the Vault API. Uh, and that will be a little more interesting than clicking around in a UI. But thank you so much for watching. That does it for this video. That does it for the week. Please, if you enjoyed these videos, like and subscribe. I really appreciate it. Share it with other people who are interested in HashiCorp Vault. Let's get this thing as big as we can. And please, you know, if you're interested in the certification, 
check out the guide that I'm writing. And uh, it's, it's pretty cheap, it's only 15 bucks. So that's it for me today. Thank you again for watching. Stay healthy and stay safe, everybody. Bye for now.